has been regarded as the panacea to the world's problems and a technology that can drive crucial change in important areas. One of these areas is data privacy and the future role that decentralizing network and systems architecture can have in mitigating the problems of data security, mass surveillance, and unethical data sharing. Today we have with us Maria Pia, Deep Tech Strategic Advisor and Blockchain Speaker to talk about how blockchain's decentralization narrative is redefining data privacy. So Maria, can you start off with elaborating on the value of this technology for data security? Can you tell us more about the cybersecurity threats we are facing today and how blockchain technology fits into that domain? Well, in terms of cybersecurity, what happens in the first era of the internet, as I know, basically, the one that we have been using for the last 30 years, they have not been able to you know, uh, manage uh, this kind of issue. And mainly has to do because you know, in that, in this internet, we were speaking about just information that we didn't have value. But in this internet era, with alternative of encryption, we are able to secure not just information, we can secure assets, transactions, into the, you know, into the deal, you know, uh, space. That is something that is, doesn't happen today. Today, for instance, you are not able to send uh, money in a secure way in the internet of information. Right. Because somebody can get that, you know, that asset. An asset can be property right, I mean, that happened, for instance. Right. Uh, so, but with blockchain, information is encrypted. So we have much more security standard. And actually, we are facing worldwide a cybersecurity problem. Uh, you know, the last year, hackers have found very, how could I say, uh, creative ways to get our data. Actually, some few months ago, there was a scandal because uh, just with one call through WhatsApp, Hackers were able to get to your device, yeah. take your all the data that was stored in your device, and you didn't have a clue about that. Also, there are other scandals like we're having with Ring lately that they're getting into your uh, home devices too. Right. And we're moving forward to the you know, to the internet of things. Actually, today we have like 4 billion devices connected. And by 2030, we will have 1 trillion. So we need to secure first our identity, I mean the user, but also our devices. I mean, data is the most important asset that we have. Yeah. So uh, interestingly, you mentioned that the WhatsApp thing, that hackers were able to get access to all sorts of information. So we know that, uh, you know, like Internet of Things is also on the rise. There are new advancements in that technology as well. So how do you see blockchain also playing a greater role where the Internet of Things is concerned? Well, we have said, you, you know, the data is encrypted. Encryption right. means that the data is transformed into code. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, 
And it's different because now you just have, you know, when you don't have that data without encryption, that means that for hackers, they only just need to get into your ID and get that information. Also, what I can tell, I cannot prove, but I read about it in Forbes a few weeks ago, that it seems that there are also some blockchain uh, projects regarding how to split the information and it. Yeah, because nowadays you store the whole asset and it, you know, in a ledger, actually in different ledgers, that's what blockchain is about. Uh, but it seems that they are also working on trying to find a way to to split the information that is already encrypted. So if somebody wants to hack, they will not just will need to get into that encrypted information. Also, they will need to find all the pieces of that information. But in terms of what is up to the now with the technology, uh, what it has that blockchain stores the stored encrypted information attached to your previous information. So then you have a chain of you know, data encrypted. That means that to get to your latest data, you need to get into the previous one, and to get to your previous one, you have to get to the one that was before, and so on. So uh, the largest thing is, it's much more difficult for hackers to just, you know, to just encrypt the information. What is seen about, at least in terms of, uh, you know, algorithm and mathematics, it seems that not even quantum data will be able to disencrypt blockchain chains that easy. Right. So, but finally, it's not, you know, blockchain is one element. Mm-hmm. And the key to get to your other data is data identity. So when you talk about data privacy, you just don't need to think about blockchain. You also need to get to the key, you know, talk about the key. Okay. Uh, and nowadays, also happens that we mainly have passwords that are stored in databases. Right. So hackers, they go to those databases, they get information, they sell them in the dark web. And, you know, they do this kind of very easy, in a very easy way. I mean, uh, it can be an ID, you know, a form, uh, four numbers or eight numbers, password. It's very easy. So you need also to work on an encrypted digital identity. So you mentioned that you need to get to the key, right? Securing the identity. Yes. That's very, very important. But so since like surveying the landscape of blockchain and cryptocurrencies and, you know, considering that data breaches, even in the financial sector are on the rise all the time. So how do you see that since we, we, we do know that, yes, securing identity is important, but is that solely, the, is that the sole way to go about it? Or do we need like to go somewhere else or use other technologies as well to secure your data privacy? Well, it, blockchain is just the you know the you know the corridor. It's like the internet. You of course you can secure your identity with other technologies. Mm-hmm. Actually, facial recognition, for instance, is an extension of your identity. It's like a second uh, you know way to validate uh, a certain authentication process. So you can use other technologies, of course. Actually, blockchain by itself 
uh, you know, it has value, but it's the combination with other deep tech that is going to change the world as we know it. Makes sense. Yeah. Also in terms of security. Right. Can you elaborate on the value of protecting your identity and whether we need more robust measures to ensure that? Well, first of all, because data, it's my I was supposed to sell your data in Barbara. But also, sometimes you don't know that they're selling your uh, medical records to IBM for the IBM Watson, or they sell, you know, your contacts, your uh, birthday dates, and other information for other purposes. And you, you, don't, you don't know that, you don't manage that in that. Uh, and you are giving companies a lot of information. Every time you Google, every time you do any, I mean, any movement in Facebook, that is information and it means that somebody knows more of you than you, you're, you by yourself. I mean, you know, because they are having your data, they have your data for years and they can process the data. And, and so they offer you, uh, you know, products and services, but at the same time, they resell the data. So your, your, your information is spread all around the web. Right. And now you are not able to control that. So and your privacy, you, you own the data. I mean, it's your right to make a decision uh, yeah. of what you want to do with that. So deep identity plus blockchain helps you first you can manage, you can decide who can have access to the data. Sure. That's very important. Uh, actually, for instance, in, in, uh, um, in uh, sorry, in Canada, there is a proof of concept where in a medical post, in a hospital, it's the patient who decide who have access to this record. Okay. Uh, second, you uh, can sell information if you want to, especially, you know, as with the smart contracts, you will be able to decide in which terms you would like to allow others to use your data and the purpose at the same time. And actually in this way, you know, this, this blockchain and smart contracts are being used to sell uh, music. So every time, you know, you want, you know, depending on the use of, the, of that property route, there's a smart contract that is signed. But it's somebody that already decides, but in which terms, I mean, the price of the music, for instance. In another hand, what happens nowadays is that our data is spread in the web. You don't have control of the data. You cannot use the data because you, you know, it's a, in too many places. So one day you will have like a small box with all your data and you will be able to manage your data on your behalf 
For instance, you will be able to ask for some research and you know, for instance, um, every time you go to the doctor, they start asking you about what you eat, uh, you know, your level of exercise and a lot of information, you know, the kind of medicine you have used, whatever. Finally, it's just to have an idea of your lifestyle. Imagine if you could have all the data you have been, you know, producing and give that data, you know, use the data in another, using other technologies such as, uh, you know, uh, machine learning, for instance, or, um, you know, data processing, they could help you to, for instance, forecast if you have if you have, you know, uh, a probability of any kind of disease because of your lifestyle, or, you know, so you could be able to do things right. on your behalf. And that's why it's very important. It's not just because it's money, it's also because it's, also because it's your right to own your data, and it's your right to use your data in your favor. Okay, right. That certainly makes more sense. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Would you say that while blockchain hasn't solved the problem entirely, it has nonetheless reignited the debate around more measures that need to be taken in order to secure data? Yes, also because in one way or another, blockchain is decentralizing power of data. Because what happened is that with a digital identity, I don't want the blockchains will be interconnected, interoperated. You will be able to value some, for instance, if you need to buy alcohol and they ask you your ID to see if you, you know if you have enough age to, to do so, one day you will you will not need to show your ID. You will just need to validate that you are older than the minimum age that is allowed to consume alcohol. So that means that they will not store your data about your birth in, in a way that, you know, so that data is going to be spread and not everyone's going to have all the information as it happens now. Uh, just, we have, as we spoke, we have a lot of data. Sometimes we, every time we, you know, uh, for instance, your ID, have a lot of data, so every time they ask you to put your ID uh, just to enter to a building, for instance, they get all the information. I mean, your birthday, your the, the serious number of your ID, and that is something that, you know, uh, is not needed. And so that's why, you know, blockchain is helping a lot with this decentralization of power in terms of uh, centralizing, uh, centralizing um, data. Uh, also in terms of design, what blockchain is going to allow us is to, you know, not store, but at least have all the reputational information uh, centralized. You will be able to use, you know, your behavior, not just in the bank, also in other, you know, situations. So, so reputation, you will have, have like a wider rating uh, reputation 
So that means that people that, for instance, are not, just in the bank system, uh, they have problems because they to pay a loan, they will have a wider, you know, wider information to have a reputational rating. So the bank reputation is not going to be the only one. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you, have a, you have a wider one. So that means there's going to be inclusion because people that now is just uh, judge uh, uh, on how of the information that banks and other like, you know, uh, conservative uh, institution manage or centralized institution manage. Uh, they decide what you can or you, if you're a good person or not or not. So people will have access to a broader, you know, broader services uh, that they do today. So uh, you know, imagine one day if you have, for instance, your records of how if you are a good worker. You know that is also part of your reputation. But it's not score anywhere. Right. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that blockchain is helping. But also being very, how can I say, um, being very discreet on the way of how data is used. I mean, they don't need to give all the data to somebody to say that person is a good person. So through blockchain, everything is going to be connected. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be, you know, they, they're not going to have the full information, the full, the full disclosure of information. They will just have uh, the validation that is needed. So that means that your privacy is also going to be secure, in a, in a, not in a cybersecurity way, but in, a, in terms of your right on your privacy. Right. So you mentioned earlier that blockchain has discrete measures in place. So would it be correct to say that it ensures transparency? Yes, so actually, uh, transparency is one of the principles that blockchain give to all the transactions. I mean, transparency and trust. Uh, I would say that are the most important things. Transparency, uh, well, you know, is because, first of all, the information that is in a blockchain, you have tr transparency, of course, because first, everything what, if you do any movement, mm -hmm. it's going to be stored in the blockchain. So if you, and you have to explain, for instance, if you want to revert the transaction, for instance, or if you want, to, if you are talking about a database, if you want to make a change, you'll need to, you know, put a note and say, why are you doing that? And as everyone has access, or at least, if, or, or not everyone, but at least is auditable. I mean, uh, the incentives of the people, of, of what you do, are to, it's, it's that, I mean, doing the, good, the right thing. I want to tell you about a case in Argentina. Uh, the government of Argentina 
was facing in, in the public bidding, what they were facing was that they received the offers at the very last minute because the companies, you know, they didn't trust uh, that the information was not disclosed and given to the competitor. So they decide to use blockchain. And since then, because it's much more transparency and trust nice. of, you know, of when each offer uh, arrives, when they are open, it completely changed the way on how the, you know, the, the, the companies that are making their offers are, uh, you, know, you know, the timings at least. Now they trust because of transparency and because this transparency, they trust. Uh, and that is one of the most important uh, principles or values uh, of blockchain. Especially nowadays, we are, we're, you know, so in the world we are facing a lack of trust. Absolutely. Actually, yes, actually Bitcoin, like the first application of blockchain, started after the financial crisis in 2008 because of the lack of trust. Yeah. So we have now a technology that can allow us to interact in a more transparent and trustable way. So that means that the, the information, the symmetries of the information where a lot of people were, were doing a lot of money with that you know, gap of information, we want to reduce it with this technology because then we can have more um, not just transparent, it also has to do, I mean, you know, more positive relations uh, among people, and especially, especially between people and institutions. Absolutely. You, I think you've raised some great points that without this technology, no transaction is secure, and it certainly brings improvement together with cybersecurity. So just to wrap things up, how would you say blockchain is redefining the management of data? Well... Uh, in a lot of ways, first of all, as we spoke, uh, in terms of the distributed power, because now, you know, uh, with blockchain, institutions will not have all your data. So, you, we are splitting the power into, into the web. Uh, second, if, if you are, we spoke already about data privacy in terms of that, if you are able to, if you are able to manage your data and who access to your data, uh, you own your data, and that is very important. That is something that we forgot. Uh, property rights, you know, data that has to do with property rights can be preserved using smart contracts. Um, much more security standards I spoke about because of encryption and this uh, chain of encrypted information that is going to make the hackers' life 
much more difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, the value as incentive because as you will be able to decide the blockchain smart contract, in which terms do you want to uh, sell your data? That means every time you use you know the web, you will be you will know that if somebody wants to know more about you, you will decide that and in which terms. So what I, what you know you 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 already know what happened with Facebook, you know, the scandal of our data some years ago. So that kind of situation will not happen again. If you close, for instance, your Facebook uh, account, but because you don't want them to use your data, uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, your decision, and it's going to happen in real terms. Also it has to do with the uh, integrity of the network, in terms of, we have already seen that models using blockchain to reward uh, information that is right and to, how can I say, uh, punish fake news. So with this kind of models, we are going to enable to have much more trustable information because now if you go to the web, you know, if somebody writes something bad about you, you know, it's going to be destroyed there and you have nothing, nobody will, you know, and if somebody Googles you and see that, uh, they will be trust, they trust that, that information just because it's in the internet. And, and, you know, and we have also faced a lot of fake news the last years. So we will have much more trustable and credible information uh, in disposal. So that's also good. And also as a final point, as we spoke, uh, as in some way, data, you will have all your data, but at the same time, they will be able to do, you'll have much wider reputation uh, scorings. Um, that means that a lot of people that today is not able to access to certain services or products, they will because they, they can be uh, rated in a proper way because, you know, not just saying one bit of their, you know, uh, life in a wider, you know, uh, way. So that's why blockchain is so, how can I say it? Uh, we speak about this blockchain revolution with Don. And I love the name of the book because of that. It's because it's going to change the way we interact. Uh, and that is something that we really need in this you know, moment of our times, of these modern times. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, that wraps up our session. Thanks for joining us, Maria. It has been a pleasure.